Good evening, everybody. This is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023, 5.30 p.m., our regular scheduled council meeting. Can I get a roll call, please? Seven council members are present this evening. Okay, we're gonna start this evening with an invocation from Pastor Malcolm Moverly from Valley Christian Church. If you'd like to participate, please stand. We thank you, Lord, that we live in a free nation, that we can still come before you, that we can seek your favor. We ask, Lord, that you be with our service personnel, the young men, the young women who are fighting for the freedom of our country. We ask that you be with their families, give them strength, give them hope. We ask, Lord, that you continue to watch over our, our nation, our county, our city. Be with our police officers, our first responders. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
please be seated. Now we're going to do uh, one of my favorite things to do as mayor here is to retire some military banners, which means we had troops, sailors, soldiers, and Marines come home safely. So if Janet Gagnon could please uh, join me down here and we'll get the ceremony started. There we go. Now it's working. I have my own built-in microphone. Anyway, I'm glad everybody showed up tonight, and uh, we're going to start this. Jan Janet and Cindy Frizzell is going to come up, and we're going to start reading them off. And thanks again for everybody showing up tonight. Thank you, Mayor. Good evening, and welcome to the November 2023 Banner Retirement Ceremony. My name is Janet Gagnon, and I'm the president of the Tri-State Military Moms Organization. For those of you who may not know, our city was the first in Arizona to implement a military recognition banner program in May of 2014, and the first to display banners on an Arizona highway at no cost to the military nominee or family. We're forever indebted to the mayor and the city council of Bullhead City and the Arizona Department of Transportation for allowing us to have this program in place because without them, it would not exist today. Tonight, the members of the Tri-State Military Moms are honored to recognize five former active duty military members who have completed their service to our great nation. Not only do our service members sacrifice and dedicate their lives to our country's safety and freedom, but so do the families and friends who stand by them throughout their service commitment. We honor those families and friends tonight as well for, th for the support and encouragement they provided our service members. We want to thank Mayor Steve D'Amico and our city council members for allowing us to share this honor with our community. We're grateful to the United Veterans Honor Guard for presenting the colors, Pastor Malcolm Moberly of Valley Christian Church for opening us in prayer, Staff Sergeant Matthew Burns for leading us in the Pledge of Allegiance, and Sierra DeMere of Mojave High School for singing the national anthem. We would also like to give a huge thank you to the staff of the Department of Public Works who install the banners and work with us to monitor banner maintenance um, during, the, during the year. Last but certainly not least, we pay tribute to our military veterans who have set the example and paved the way for the 1% of the population who unselfishly continue to answer the call by serving in one of the branches of our armed forces. At this time, I'd like to ask the veterans in the audience to please stand up and be recognized for your service. including Steve. Please give him a round. Wonderful, thank you. As we retire five banners tonight, we also want to mention that seven new ban banners of service members have now been added to the display along Highway 95, or as proclaimed by former Mayor Jack Hakem, Heroes Highway. This represents the ongoing patriotic spirit that is so prevalent throughout our city and river communities. The new banner nominees are Garrett Craig III of U.S. Army, Richard Gonzalez, U.S. Marine Corps, Michael Noble, U.S. Army, 
Curtis Rencher, U.S. Army, Yesenia Rocha, U.S. Air Force, Nathan Sinio, U.S. Air Force, and John Skinner, U.S. Marine Corps. Our organization has been truly blessed with the outpouring of financial support from our tri-state area. From the businesses, organizations, and residents here in Arizona to the Laughlin Casino properties across the river, the generosity has been amazing. With the challenges we face with the weather and winds here in the desert, repair and replacement of banners is an ongoing process that requires time, effort, and funding. This program and all the programs we sponsor for our military and veterans wouldn't be possible without the generous donations we receive throughout the year. But more importantly, we appreciate the respect and confidence of our community and its leadership. At the end of the presentations, the City Council will take a short recess to allow the service members and their families to pose for a group picture. So we ask the families to stick around for a short while after the ceremony is concluded for those photos. We appreciate your patience and thank you for your attendance tonight to honor these service members and their families. So let's get started by sharing a little history on each of our service members being recognized this evening, followed by a certificate of appreciation presented by Mayor D'Amico and a banner presentation by our military moms. We ask that the service member or their representatives come to the front when we call you up. Cindy Frizzell, our President Emeritus and co-founder of Tri-State Military Moms, will assist me this evening with these presentations. Jim, it's a little taller than I am. <laughs> Good evening, and the first presentation is for Zoe Maxey, United States Navy. Zoe is a 2018 graduate of Mojave High School, and she enlisted in the Navy in July of that same year. While in the Navy, Zoe was a petty officer's electrician's mate, third class. What do we do when the power goes out? Well, we grab our phone, maybe a light and a candle, and we wait a few minutes for the lights to come back on. But it's no big deal. Unless you're stationed on a Navy ship in the middle of the ocean. Then it's a very big deal. Electrician's mates are responsible for keeping the power flowing aboard Navy ships because without it, you're not going anywhere. As an electrician's mate, Zoe ensured that all electrical equipment and electrical systems aboard the ship were properly maintained and operating efficiently. She would repair, test, and install advanced electrical appliances and equipment both in port and underway. She was responsible for preventing power failures for the Navy vessels and was tasked with operating, maintaining, repairing electrical systems and the equipment on board the Navy ships. Zoe was also instrumental in running a new Wi-Fi for the USNS Ronald Reagan and was stationed in Yokosuka, Japan from February 2019 until this past May of 2023. While serving, she was deployed annually to the South China Sea. Zoe was awarded the Marine Corps Achievement Medal, the Navy and Marine Corps Overseas Service Ribbon, the National Defense Medal, and the Sea Service Deployment Ribbon. Zoe's brother Ezekiel, we call him Zeke, and he continues to serve in the Navy and he has a um, banner on the highway and he works in the close-in weapon system. He's a specialist on the USNS Stetham and we are proud to display his banner on that highway. Now out of the service, Zoe looks forward to returning to a normal civilian life. Steve's next. <laughs> The city of Bullhead City welcomes home Zoe Maxey, U.S. Navy. The citizens of the United States of America and the city of Bullhead City owe you a deep debt of gratitude. 
for you are one of the brave, courageous, and dignified patriots of the United States military. It is an honor to welcome you home to the tri-state area. Thank you for your service to the United States of America on this 21st day of November 2023. Mayor Steve D'Amico, thank you. Just do this. Okay, could Zoe's family come up, please? We have Zoe's mother, Tracy, her dad, Robert, and her grandfather, Richard, here to accept her banner. <laughs> and Sue Traney is going to present the banner after um, Ms. Mayor D'Amico represented here and with um, Zoe's mom. So. And Sue is our vice president, by the way. Does a great job. Next up, we have Juan Antonio Ramirez Garcia from the U.S. Army. Juan Ramirez Garcia graduated from Mojave High School in May of 2017. He enlisted in the Army in February of 2019 and was promoted to the rank of Sergeant as a 92R parachute rigger and 91B wheeled vehicle mechanic. Juan ensured the safety of every paratrooper he worked with by overseeing the inspection, testing, and packing of parachutes and rigging their extraction and release systems, and all the associated components of the parachute system. Seems like a pretty important thing, doesn't it? <laughs> he was responsible for the safety and repair of all parachute equipment before, during, and after an airdrop operation. He was also responsible for assembling rigging components and securing all the supplies in the aircraft. As a wheeled vehicle mechanic, Juan supervised and performed maintenance, repair, and recovery operations on wheeled vehicles and select armored vehicles that serve the Army in a variety of mission-critical roles. He was tasked with inspecting, servicing, maintaining, repairing, replacing, adjusting, and testing wheeled vehicles, material handling equipment systems, subsystems, and components, and automotive electrical systems, including wiring harnesses and starting and charging systems. Juan was awarded the Good Conduct Medal and the Army Commendation Medal while serving our country. Juan has a three-year-old daughter, Aliena, and plans to join the Bullhead City Police Department where he hopes to stay until he retires. City of Bullhead City welcomes home Juan Ramirez Garcia, U.S. Army. And I'm sorry I'm biased, but go Army. <laughs> The City of the United States of America and the City of Bullhead City owe you a deep debt of gratitude, for you are one of the brave, courageous, and dignified patriots of the United States military. It's an honor to welcome you home to the Tri-State area. Thank you for your service to the United States of America on this 21st day of November 2023. Signed, Mayor Steve D'Amico. We are absolutely honored to have Juan here tonight to accept his banner along with his daughter, Aliena. Can Juan and Ali join us, please, up at the front?
presenting the banner on behalf of the Tri-State Military Mons is Rosa Sandoval. beat that one. <laughs> Our next uh, military service member, now a veteran, is Sergeant Casey Sowards, United States Marine Corps. Casey is a graduate of Granite Hills High School, class of 2012, and he enlisted in the United States Marine Corps in June of that same year. Casey states that the reason for enlisting in the Marines is his love of country and boasts that it's a family business. <laughs> and you can understand this statement as he lists a line of Marines from his great-grandfather, Eddie Conklin, both grandfathers, Edwin and Spencer, his dad, Charles, two uncles, his brother, Corey, and several cousins. His mother, Ginger Sowards, nominated Casey for the second display on Heroes Highway in November of 2014, with his banner being on display now for nine years on Her Heroes Highway. During his career, Casey's been de on deployment with the West Pacific 31st Expeditionary Unit, the Unit Deployment Program in Japan, a Marine Rotational Force in Darwin, Australia, and with his 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit in the Mediterranean and the Persian Gulf. Casey served as a Huey and Cobra avionics technician with direct and indirect support of all aviation weapons systems. He's also part of the Safer Flight Squadron and an aerial observer, which is a flight crew member who performs duties incident to the operation of Marine helicopters and tilt rotor aircraft. Casey's been awarded the Navy and Marine Corps Commendation Medal six Navy and Marine Corps accommodation medals, two meritorious unit citations, a humanitarian service medal, two Marine Corps good conduct medals, a National Defense Service Medal, and the Global War on Terrorism Medal. Casey is now separated from active duty and he is employed at General Atomics as an avionics drone contractor. And he is unmarried and has no children. Um, so Steve's gonna read the, the uh, certificate now. <laughs> The city of Bullhead City welcomes home Casey Sowards, U.S. Marine Corps. The citizens of the United States of America and the city of Bullhead City owe you a deep debt of gratitude, for you are one of the brave, courageous, and dignified patriots of the United States military. It is an honor to welcome you home to the tri-state area. Thank you for your service to the United States of America on this 21st day of November 2023. Signed, Mayor Steve D'Amico. Thank you. Casey cannot be with us tonight, so his mom, Ginger Sowards, has, um, has agreed to accept his banner and his certificate in his absence. Michelle Pompos is going to be presenting the banner to Ms. Sowards. And Michelle's um, husband is Sergeant Major, just retired from the Marine Corps, so this is kind of an honor. Okay, our next one is Gage Lawson Vrooman, U.S. Army. Gage Ruman graduated from the Mojave Accelerated Learning Center in May of 2020. He enlisted in the Army in August of that same year. While in the Army, Gage was a 12B combat engineer and attained the rank of specialist. 
combat engineers are important to the daily operations of the U.S. Army. They serve, assist, or supervise a team while dealing with rough terrain and generally in combat situations. Army combat engineers are experts in mobility, counter-mobility, engineering, and survival. Gage was tasked to work quickly and skillfully to help soldiers navigate while on combat missions by constructing bridges, clearing barriers with explosives, and detecting and avoiding mines and other environmental hazards. He provided engineering solutions, constructed fighting positions, fixed and floating bridges and obstacles, and defense positions. It would be nearly impossible for the U.S. Army to function properly without the assistance of combat engineers. While in service, <coughs> excuse me, Gage was awarded the Army Achievement Medal seven times, the Army Good Conduct Medal four times, the National Defense Service Medal, the Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, the Humanitarian Service Medal, and the Army Service Ribbon. Gage is married to True and has a son, Arlo. The city of Bullhead City welcomes home Gage Ruman, U.S. Army. The citizens of the United States of America and the city of Bullhead City owe you a deep debt of gratitude, for you are one of the brave, courageous, and dignified patriots of the United States military. It's an honor to welcome you home to the tri-state area. Thank you for your service to the United States of America. On this 21st day of November 2023, signed Mayor Steve D'Amico. Tonight, we are honored to have Gage present to accept his banner, along with his wife, True, their son, Arlo, Gage's mother and father, his sister, Parker, and his grandmother. Can the family please join us up front? Last but not least, we have United States Marine Corps Alex Weiss. He is a 2013 graduate of Western High School in Anaheim, California. Alex followed in the footsteps of the family in seeking to serve his country. His grandfather, Warren Dodge, served in the Navy in World War II. His uncle, Lenny Dodge, served in the Navy in Vietnam, and his uncle, Mike Dodge, served as a Navy during the Gulf War. So they asked him why he was joining the Marines. He enlisted in the Marine Corps in November of 2017 to experience life as a Marine. While in the Corps, Alex was a maintenance management specialist. Marines who serve as maintenance management specialists perform an essential role in the Marines. While equipment works efficiently, it is vital to the mission because productivity depends on maintenance. Alex worked to provide advice, guidance, and assistance to the unit's equipment, commodity, section managers, and maintenance personnel to ensure a systematic approach to maintenance operations of ground equipment. Alex would plan, coordinate, and create maintenance schedules for vehicles, equipment, and commodities owned and managed by the Marine Corps. He used a systematic approach to maintaining the equipment, transporting equipment where it needed to go. For his service, Alex was awarded the Navy Meritorious Unit Commendation, the Marine Corps Good Conduct Medal, the National Defense Service Medal, the Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, the Humanitarian Service Medal, the Sea Service Deployment Ribbon, 
three times, meritorious SMAST, a certificate of appreciation, and two letters of appreciation. He plans to attend college and study business administration. The city of Bullhead City welcomes home Alex Weiss, U.S. Marine Corps. The citizens of the United States of America and the city of Bullhead City owe you a deep debt of gratitude, for you are one of the brave, courageous, and dignified patriots of the United States military. It is an honor to welcome you home to the tri-state area. Thank you for your service to the United States of America. On this 21st day of November, 2023, signed Mayor Steve D'Amico. Okay, Alex, come on down. <laughs> and family, we've got family tonight with him. We've got Barbara, his, Barbara, his mother, his father, Don, his girlfriend, Brianna. Uh, any family members that we didn't notify uh, that we were coming, please come on up. Away. We've got a banner here. Okay. <laughs> Teresa Cordy is going to present your banner tonight. This is it for us, but I think Janet has a few words. We want to thank everyone for coming. We especially want to thank the three service members that are here. That was a real treat for us to have three. I don't, I don't know if we've ever, I don't think we've ever had three show up to the banner retirement. So we do appreciate you there and the families. Thank you very much for, for being here and for supporting your, uh, your loved one as well as all of our loved ones as well. So thank you very much. Okay, we're going to take a short 10-minute break. That way the families can all come up here and take a group picture, and uh, we'll convene with our council meeting after that. Thank you, everybody.
we're back with our meeting. We're gonna go to the call to the public now. If you're speaking as a group, you have five minutes. If you're speaking as an individual, you have three minutes. Please let us know if you're speaking for a group. And if you are speaking as a group, then other members of the group are not allowed to speak uh, per our ordinance. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Stephen Lee, Bullhead City. Uh, first, many of you may notice that I sat down during uh, your entire ceremony where that flag was at the forefront. This was done consciously and intentionally as that gold fringe flag, despite what you're gonna report in the manager's report and what Steve D'Amico claims, that that flag is the constitutional flag of the United States because some court allegedly ruled on it. I can show lots of evidence to the contrary. There are people in this room that would disagree with me and that didn't sit because of the military service, but that uh, would in the future. Um, this seems to me as a very stupid decision for someone seeking higher political office when there's no controversy that the flag without the fringes is the constitutional flag of the United States. To say that it, it's equal, I've offered to buy you guys a flag that I would be happy to stand for, and I think this is very symbolically important. Uh, then moving on uh, to agenda item eight, uh, you've got in here uh, accepting ARPA funds for an ADA slash inclusive children's okay, playground. We have to talk about that I when the agenda item comes up. You cannot I talk about that during the call to public. I, I just want to say the You word have to inclusive. talk about that when the item comes up, Stephen. Okay. Um, well, I do wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, and I really hope that you will pay very important attention to what went on at the Board of Supervisors meeting and to the fact that they had all these paid people coming in from Tempe, from Phoenix, from Tucson, paid attorneys coming in to threaten our county government officials. Uh, this was done open and in public. It makes me wonder what is happening behind closed doors. We are in a tyrannical uh, takeover and we need to be aware of that. People need to be unafraid. They need to be willing to stand and they need to be willing to stand for our freedom. This is exactly why I think what I proposed at the last meeting, a stand for freedom, is something that we need. It doesn't have to be called stand for freedom. I could have nothing to do with it. But what we need is concerned citizens to look at all these bills uh, that you guys are proposing and all these grant money you're taking and be able to find out what this language like the word inclusive means in it because you can argue that oh it's no big deal but it is when you look at the grand scheme thank you thank you anyone else yes sir lighter note. Um, my name is Tom Pizzata. I've lived here 13 years. I'm an entertainer in this town and I never, unfortunately, have ever, ever been to one of these meetings. 
but I ran into Dan and his lovely wife at the barber shop. Some of you guys know JR, um, he's a nut. But I met this young man over there. I've been doing music for 40 years. Some of you know who Gold Rush is. And he said, come down here and throw in a plug. So if you've never eaten, this thing keeps flying. What's so funny, Hildy? Um, if you've never eaten Indian food and you're scared to death of it, you need to go to the best restaurant in town because I'm playing there every Friday and Saturday. And it's the Indian oven. Listen, guys, curry is not hot unless you ask for it. So, um, but their food, I hate fish, but I ate two plates of it because it don't taste like fish. But Dan told me to keep it light because there's a lot of things I could say. <laughs> we are a blast of the past. We're oldies in country. I opened for Del Shannon, the Revingtons, Chuck Rio, and the Champs. I toured 12 years on the road with Freddie Hart, but um, Dan said to keep it short. So, uh, but I, I suggest that you try that restaurant because it's amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anyone else? Donna? Good evening, my name is Donna Doyle. I'm representing Saint. I wanna thank Mr. Mayor, thank you for letting me speak, the City Council, Mr. City Manager, Captain Harms. Um, I kinda wanna go over a couple of things. The first thing is um, the last meeting that was very uh, emotional and a lot of people attended for the animal ordinances. Um, and did, there were people that left. People left because they didn't know it was an agenda item that was gonna be spoken about. Um, so it wasn't for lack of interest. They left because they didn't know that there was going to be a discussion. But um, I appreciate the time I spent with you, Mr. Cotter, at the end, um, explaining everything to me. I really appreciate the chief um, please let them know. Um, but we are interested in getting together and discussing the animal ordinances still and how we would like them to change if possible and do it together and not just be told you have to do it at the state level and let us figure it out ourselves. There's a big community here of animal lovers that would like to participate and just know that we have the support of the city council and the elected officials. Um, the second part of this is a little bit about SAINT. In case some of you up there don't know, 40% of our funds that we raise are used for veterans and their service animals, which is a lot of money every year. With the cost of veterinarian care, uh, we have actually spent $19,000 on veterans' animals and their companion animals for veterinarian care. Uh, we also have issued 500 spay and neuter vouchers for the community to get their animals fixed. So um, a little bit about Saint that maybe some of you don't know, um, but we do love our veterans. We raise a lot of money and we spend a lot of money because it takes a lot of money to take care of animals, and especially animals in urgent situations. So I just would like you to know that um, we do love our veterans and we do love our animals and our community and we continue to fight for them. Um, so you'll be seeing me up here a lot, sorry. 
<laughs> and uh, that's about it. Thank you very much, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, for your continued support all the time. Thank you, Donna. Anyone else? City Council, Sean Regan, Bullet City. I'm speaking on behalf of uh, Arizona Veteran K-9. Tonight, um, I have a lot to get through, so I'm gonna kinda try to ramble it through as best as I can. Um, I usually get tongue-tied up here looking at my stopwatch. Uh, first off, um, I, I am total in agreement with um, Mr. Stephen Lee. First off, I wanna declare that I will die for anyone's right to say what they want to say because this is a free country. Some people come off as maybe psychotic, crazy, loony, whatever they wanted, what, however you want to put it. But I will die on that hill for their right to say it. This is a free country and they have a right to say what they want to say regardless if you want to agree with it or not. Also, I want to thank the United States military for their service now through the holidays. It's very difficult to be away from your family and friends, especially during Thanksgiving and Christmas. As one of the most difficult times as a soldier, when you're in a foreign country on foreign soil, getting shot at by people who hate you and want to kill you. I thank you for your services, all branches, and all men and women that do serve currently. Thank you. And we will welcome you home too when your time. The other thing I'd like to mention too, as um, during that uh, last meeting, um, you mentioned um, Mr. Carter that um, there were individuals that ran away. And I've seen you do that several times and I, I, I honestly think that's kind of rude. Some people have lives and they gotta get to and you know, there, there are a lot of points that citizens wanna make up here and it, it just gets blown back. And you guys ran out of here just as quick. So let's not go into those territories. I wanted to talk and everybody ran out the back door. Nobody wants to discuss with, about anything with anything. I, I come up and bring my concerns. I had a tournament, it didn't get broadcast, nobody wants to talk to me about my services, and I get stared at. So it is my frustration, and I'm bringing it to you, that I need some support. And there are a lot of nonprofits that get city support, city dollars. How do I get on that list, Mr. Cotter? How do I get on that list and get support? Because we support veterans, and we support communities. I get calls in the middle of the night. I too rescue dogs. I too rescue veterans, especially when it gets hot. I put them up in motels with my own money. So it is a big picture and we all do things. There's a lot of complaints with a lot of organizations that don't do a lot. I've heard from recently, I do have a homeless Navy veteran who's trying to get into the uh, homeless shelter. You say that they feed them breakfasts, they don't. They don't get a lot of services that they allege they, they do get. So I'm coming up and I'm frustrated. There's a lot more that I gotta talk about and I only get five minutes to do it. So there's a lot that does go unsaid and then I have to wait two weeks to say it again. 
So there's a, there's a lot of activity that needs to be discussed and I'd like to have some meetings with some individuals to get some of this resolved. I'd like to have more pleasant presentations than I do right now, but I think my frustration is getting the better of me and I better close it. So I do thank you, but one other thing I'd like to do, I mentioned Fort Paul's golf tournament was is gonna be postponed until February. We have it listed in case you have seen it for November 28th, and that is postponed until February and further notice. And I do thank you for your time, and I do hope that I sincerely have some conversations with you all. Thank you. Next. Hi there, mayors, council, Toby and the gang. I came here tonight uh, because I heard that they were retiring the banners and I wanted to like the ceremony, I wanted to see it. And then I saw on the agenda that our ADA inclusive playground, which we'll talk about later, um, is on the agenda and I'm so pleased and I really just wanted to come up and wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and holiday season. During this time we think about the things we've been grateful for and I've been, uh, a county supervisor for 10 years now, it's hard to believe. And I'm thankful for the relationship that we have cultivated between the county and the city. We know it wasn't always there, but hey, we're all in this together and I think we finally got to a point where we really realized that and uh, what we do affects you, what you do affects us. And I think that out of all the cities, we have the best relationship and the best thing going. So I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for this city council for all it's done. This is a great council and we've seen a lot um, for the things you do, Mayor, for, for your passion uh, on getting things for the city. And I know we kid around a lot, but um, I, I'm in awe of some of the things and the guys down there, your secret weapons. <laughs> and uh, I just think it's the time of the year to really um, voice our appreciation for each other. So thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Next. Good evening, my name's Rebecca Vaughn. I'm with Catholic Charities. Um, I just first wanted to come and um, introduce myself. I'm in the new community relations and philanthropy coordinator for the homeless shelter. Um, so I just wanted to say hi, I used to be with Legacy. Um, so I wanted to come and just let you know that the shelter will be serving a full Thanksgiving meal on Thursday and I just wanted the community to kind of know about that. Um, it's gonna be from 12 to three, anybody is welcome. Our, our community is most vulnerable. Anybody is welcome there at the shelter. And um, that's all I wanted to say, thank you. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor, Council. My name is Heather Holmes. I'm with the Mojave Community College Foundation. I'm here tonight just to share that we are having our gala again this year. Um, it's going to be at the Anderson Fieldhouse and we're doing two shows this year on Wednesday and Thursday night, December 6th and 7th at 7 p.m. Uh, this year our theme is Night at the Gala. We're kind of going back to um, a little bit more formal gala like we used to have when we first started. And all the funds that are raised for the gala are for scholarships for adult learners. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with that kind of scholarship, it's for um, not a traditional high school student that's graduating that needs a scholarship. It's for adults, young adults, that um, are struggling in life, that want to get back to school. Um, it's for mothers that are single, that want to go back to school and better themselves. 
And so we're really proud that we have established the scholarship and raised money for it. Um, we're hoping to get over 100,000 over the next year so that we can continue to do the scholarship year after year and keep giving back to the community. So thank you very much and we hope to see you guys at night at the gala. Thank you. Next. Good evening, Thanks, uh, ha very happy Thanksgiving, and uh, good evening, Nicole Tracy here. Thank you, Mayor and City officials and City Council members and um, for your time. I'm excited, I'm representing uh, here tonight the Bullhead City Morning Kiwanis Club. Uh, we have two exciting events happening in the next few months, um, and um, wanted to just share that with you. The Salvation Army, I'll bring that up a little bit. Salvation Army, uh, uh, when my husband Kirk and I first began, uh, had shared, and this was pre-COVID, that their kettle donations were down 40%. And that really struck my husband, and he uh, thought that bringing um, music and attention to the kettles would be a great way to um, raise funds and, and to, again, bring, bring more attention. So he started uh, what we call um, Red Kettle Rhythms. So we're working, um, Again, with the Bullhead City Morning uh, Club, there's gonna be ringers all over the city. The ringing begins this Friday, so talk to the Salvation Army if you'd like to si uh, sign up for that. And um, uh, so we are going to be doing, our group will be doing bell ringing on the 9th of December, which is a Saturday. We'll be going from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and I've organized uh, musicians to be there in 45-minute uh, sets. So you'll have all different stuff happening with uh, local wonderful musicians, everyone from K-Brick and Sassy and the boys, and so all different types of music and, and uh, holiday tunes. And I would love to invite everybody that's listening. Uh, at 2.30, we're gonna be doing a community caroling, and I'll have sheets of music for everyone because you can get really lost in Frosty the Snowman and he could be melted away before you know what's happening. So we can all stay on the same page with uh, the caroling. So that's gonna be really, really fun. Uh, I hope that you will join us for that. And then I just wanna make sure that I've got everything I'm saying that I wanna say. So that's gonna be in front of Sam's Club on Saturday, December the 9th, again from 10 to five. And if you wanna join for the community caroling, that'll be 2.30. And then uh, Saturday, January the 6th, uh, our very first event of the year. We're super excited. We're doing a superhero 5K. We are raising funds for uh, a new uh, new play equipment, um, playground equipment for uh, Ken Fovgard Fof uh, Park, and it's um, going to be an entire wonderful. You can either run, do a 5K run, or do a one-mile walk around the perimeter of Rotary Park, uh, and we are going to be working in conjunction with Casa Council. Um, if you're not familiar with them, they are an incredible uh, voice uh, for our foster children, and they, um, they're just incredible folks. So we're working in conjunction with them to uh, raise funds, and so uh, we're looking for sponsors. We are excited about it and, um, and are just looking forward to that. So wanted to make sure that you had that down, and, um, and we're expecting 100 to about 175 uh, runners, everything from experienced runners down to the families. It is a superhero thing, so you're more than welcome to come in your favorite superhero costume. Um, and uh, it's just gonna be a really fun day of celebrating and, and bringing a playground 
equipment that we can stimulate our, our young people's uh, bodies and minds, and um, I just am excited about that. So, uh, as you know, the, um, the Kiwanis International, uh, along with our um, afternoon uh, River Colorado Club, we love um, making sure that we keep our, our kids in mind at all times. So, we're excited about that, and um, so join us again if you will, December the 9th, right in front of Sam's Club uh, for the bell ringing and community um, caroling. And then also the superhero 5Ks. And you can walk uh, the one mile or run, because there will be experienced runners there also too that um, are having a good time. So thank you for your time, I appreciate it. God bless you all, have a very happy Thanksgiving. And um, I appreciate being a part of this community. Thank you. Thank you. Next, Scotty. Yeah, well, in five minutes, I'm going to start speaking for uh, a newly formed <coughs> conservative club of Bullhead. After what happened yesterday, um, it happened over there at the supervisor meeting where they were all threatened with felonies and going to jail and fines and all that crap. We only had two that stood up for us. Hildy was one of them, and Ron Gould was the other one. We're so madder than heck about these, um, i be careful that I don't swear. We need to get rid of the rhinos and the liberals and send them back to Tucson or California or wherever in the hell they came from. Uh, Chris Mays wrote a, a what, about 15, 20 minute letter, some darn thing, I went on and on. And I'm just flabbergasted that she can do this to us. Is your vote gonna count? I'm not so sure anymore, come election time. After what she did to us, and Katie Hobbs, Miss Hobb Goblin. Uh, the people that I'm representing here, we're tired of it, we're running for office on the Conservative Club of Bullhead is me. I'm running for district supervisor, Hildy's seat, so to you other two. Donna Ramirez is running for county assessor. Valerie Medina, county recorder. Oh, and Ashley Derrick. I think you've heard of her. Uh, she's running against Hildy for LD3, state senate. We've had it. So we're gonna just, and their kids and husbands, we even have teenagers on this, in our committee. Uh, I suppose we're just gonna say to heck with and leave that flag up there, huh? Toby checked with a judge, and he's gonna believe the judge. See, I believe my computer. Ask a, ask a flag question. I'm sorry, that's what it did. It spit out this information here. I'm going to ask right now, uh, verbally, uh, to get the information, because I'm not going to be able to write it down, that you're going to give me that this judge and this judge name and address where I may go to court on this over here down the street here at Superior, depending on what I hear from you tonight. And uh, I like the flags this way. Now, let's go to the American Legion, which you've just been to not long ago. Uh, again. They get, pay us $1 a year, get free rent down there, 
and they can't, they've got tattered flags again. Whatever, whatever they get free rent. Uh, and that flag where you bury the, where you put the, uh, the tattered flags, where they burn them, the, dispose of them, they need to paint that. That's a disgrace the way it is. But fix the flags now. Anyone else? All right, we're gonna close the call to the public. Uh, agenda modifications, are any items to be withdrawn from or moved to the appropriate place on the agenda? If not, I'll take a waiver motion. Mr. Mayor, I move to waive in full the readings of all ordinance and resolutions presented at this meeting for adoption. Second a motion. All right, cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion, motion carries. Manager's report. Good evening, Mayor D'Amico, council members and community. If you'll uh, give us a few moments this evening, we have nine items. Uh, I think you'll find them all interesting and informative. Uh, the first is the short-term rental ordinance enforcement. We've given our community plenty of time to comply with the short-term rental ordinance. So if you rent out your home or multiple homes for more than uh, a day, uh, up to 30 days, you must comply with the short-term rental ordinance. All that information is available at City Hall. Walk in the front door, ask for our short-term ordinance. Uh, we have one person who basically oversees <coughs> the program. You can go online uh, and register. Uh, there is a fee, um, there's a program, and it's based on the fact that one of the major complaints we get at City Hall is for people who rent out their houses by the day. Um, we are enforcing this ordinance. There are hefty fines for those who do not comply. We know every single person who's renting out their house. We subscribe to a program that scurries the internet and it tells us who's renting out their houses. So for those of you who think we won't find you, it searches 125 websites. So the only way we wouldn't find you is if you don't advertise it on Airbnb, HomeAway, VRBO, et cetera. Um, so I would advise anybody who's doing it to please comply. You don't wanna get that, uh, that hefty, hefty penalty and uh, have us go through enforcement. Um, the benefit of registering, of course, is most places like Airbnb and VRBO mandate that you comply with local ordinances or you're not supposed to be on their platform to begin with. Uh, in addition to the insurance requirements that protect the property owner when the place gets burned down or vandalized. So there's a lot of reasons to comply and we're happy to talk to our community about that. But we know there's about 750 properties, give or take, at any point in time throughout the year that are renting out their home by the day. It's time to bring them all into compliance. That is the law of the city and we are enforcing it. Um, there is a skate park renovation meeting coming up here uh, on the 28th, uh, to, excuse me, the 29th of November down at the Rotary Park Skate Park. Dave Heath, Angie Johnson and their team will be down there meeting with uh, local skaters and scooter riders and bikers talk about the skate park. So that'll be at 5.30 on the 29th. So anyone who's got interest in uh, giving us input on the skate park and the total redesign of that, please come to our meeting. Travis is gonna give us a quick update on the most recent $14 million city bond issue that the council approved. Travis. Thank you, Toby. Good evening, Mayor, uh, members of the council and members of the public. Uh, quick update on the uh, bond that we recently uh, secured. Uh, as many of you remember, we secured the bond because we were pushing up against our expenditure limit, the amount of money we can actually spend each year. 
Um, so we went out on the market, secured a bond to do some of the important projects that we were limited by that, uh, that limit. So I just wanted to let you know that we did close on that bond on October 31st, um, and we were uh, lucky to secure that at a rate of 4.97. So as many of you know, the, the rates are really high right now, so that's a really good rate. But um, the good thing, immediately as we secured that bond, we turned around and took that funding and put it, into, put it to work. Um, they bought U.S. Treasury bonds and they were successful in purchasing those bonds at 5.18%, which means we're actually making money on the money we borrowed. So that money, that, uh, that additional interest will come in handy as we start to move forward with the projects. Our finance director, Mr. Drexler, has already laid out a payment schedule. So we'll put that money to work and as those projects become due, payments become due, we'll slowly pay into those. Um, and then the interest that we made, we'll use that to offset any interest we're paying on the total, uh, on the total bond. So uh, that's where we stand today. Uh, myself and Mr. Drexler will meet monthly with the investment group that's putting this money to work for us. So we'll continue to stay on top of that and make sure we're getting uh, the, the uh, most amount of revenue as we can as we move forward with the bond and use it to pay for those projects. The, um, and as you know, the, the money's going towards uh, senior, center, senior Center Remodel, um, the Animal Shelter, um, and several other important projects. So that's all I have for this evening. I stand for any questions or if you want to add anything, Mr. Cotter. Thank you. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. Uh, the next item um, which has come up in the last few meetings is the U.S. flag uh, that's on display here in the council chambers. City Attorney Garm Emery did a review of the issue as it's been brought up a couple times here in the council chambers. Uh, looked at the U.S. Code, executive orders, and case law, and quite frankly, um, there is no uh, reason to remove the flag here in the council chambers. I've talked to the mayor, there's no interest in removing the flag here in the council chambers. The only court case that, uh, that is being referenced, there's a 1997 United States District Court case out of the Western District of Missouri. It's the only listed court authority on the issue the case addressed the jurisdictional issue of a parent claiming the court didn't have custody. That, that was the case. The, the court disposed of the jurisdictional issue but took up the gold fringed issue in a little more detail and found that the gold fringe does not change the character or border of the flag but is simply a fringe. Again, Garn looked at this much deeper than that, looking at a whole bunch of writings, uh, looked at what the American Legion was saying, and looked at what other uh, folks had wrote it, uh, wrote about it, and again, it's simply the fringe. Um, this is a very patriotic community, as you saw for the first part of 45 minutes here in the council chambers. Um, there's no one in the 14 years that I've been here that's ever objected to that flag. Um, therefore, we are not removing the flag, and we consider that a close, close case issue. The next item on my report is a bridge update. Um, staff, if you would pull up uh, the most recent video, drone video of the, of the bridge, uh, the public will see there's major uh, progress that's being made on the bridge. You'll see the ab abutment there on the Arizona side is under construction. The bridge itself, the concrete has been poured. Uh, 
today the river was at one of the lowest levels that it's ever been at, so that additional work within the river could be done early today and throughout this morning. Um, so, happy to report that the bridge is still making great project, thanks to Mr. Bob Bilbray and Laughlin for getting out there, uh, volunteering his time, doing these really cool drone videos for the community to enjoy. If you go to Bob Bilbray's YouTube page, you can look at the whole 30-minute video. But again, we just want the public to know and see that the bridge is on course. We know it will open in early 2024. We know it will also help alleviate traffic on Highway 95 and some of the other city streets. We look forward to giving you updates uh, early in 24. Our goal would be to have a day or two where the public can actually walk on it first and then have a ceremony where we open the bridge with Clark County, uh, name the bridge, and enjoy it for the rest of our lives. The next update is cameras in city parks. Council has directed us to move forward with installing cameras in the parks. Uh, Mr. Heath, who's in the audience, is working with Ms. Johnson on a total package. We do have some cameras that we're starting to install right now. Uh, not a pilot program, but there's some really easy access points where we can get them installed. The other ones, we have to run electrical to, we have to get fiber to them and, and go through that whole course. Mr. Heath is working on that now. It's a little bit more than we thought, so it's gonna take us a little bit more time, but when we bring that package to council, it will be expensive, possibly a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, with a number of locations throughout the parks. Uh, but we do have a few that we can install now, and we're working on that uh, right now, and we'll bring a total comprehensive package to the council, hopefully uh, early January, if not sooner, but. Again, uh, appreciate your patience on that because it is a big task to run electrical, fiber, get the right cameras, and go through that whole process. Uh, Travis is gonna give one more update this evening on the recent Washington, <coughs> D.C. Uh, update uh, from last week. Thank you, Toby. Um, thank you. All right. I'll give a brief update on our recent uh, trip to Washington, D.C. Um, we went there to, for meetings with our delegates and uh, our other federal staff. Uh, next slide, please. So I'll, I'll go through um, our trip and let you know who we met with and give you a little details about the meeting. But first, I wanted to give some background about why these types are, of uh, meetings and trips are important. Now typically we budget annually to go on a DC trip and meet with our delegates. Um, uh, and the reason it's important is one, you know, some of those the folks in DC, they don't even know Bullhead City. They don't know who we are. They don't know what our needs are. But keep in mind, those are the folks we're forwarding our taxes to. So it's important to get there and tell our story, give background, make sure they understand who Bullhead City is and what's, why it's important. Um, and then also there's particular grants and things that we're going after. Um, so we need to go out there and kind of touch bases on some of those grants because as those grants come across a, a agency's desk, at that point they're just a paper um, with information on it. But if you can put a name and a face attached to that paper and then have a point of contact to follow up with, it really helps to push that grant uh, application and help it go further. 
And in general, it's good to have contacts out there. You never know what may come up, something that's beyond our capability, and to be able to reach out onto those levels and be able to kind of touch bases on things and get assistance on some of that stuff is always important. So that's some of the basic reasons why it's important to have these kind of meetings. Um, but also, I would say keep in mind, other cities, they. I mean, they pay their lob lobbyist groups and things like that upwards of 200,000 and beyond to do this kind of work. We're fortunate in the sense that we have a mayor that can go out there and has the influence with these folks and be able to uh, and push the things that we need. So um, th the, uh, one, of the, one of the meetings that we had, you'll see up on the slide, is the um, meeting with the Bureau of Reclamation. And this was really our primary reason for going out there. We wanted to get out there and get in front of the people who were looking at our grant for the two water treatment uh, uh, facilities that we're proposing, the $300 million grant. Um, so we spent some time with that group, again, gave them our story, background on Bullhead City, explained to them why it was so important that uh, this funding go to Bullhead City. And then also we had an opportunity for them to ask us questions and share additional information. But again, I think one of the mo uh, best things that happened out of that is being able to formalize that contact with that agency. So I have cell numbers and things like that where I can call people up and ask questions and see where things are at. So next slide, please. Um, also, we met with our delegates, of course, uh, Representative Paul Gosar. Uh, we had a scheduled meeting in his office. It's interesting, when we went to his office, he was ready to uh, meet with us, and he got stuck in a vote. So we're in his office watching the vote go on on television, um, and we were thinking he thought it was gonna wrap up pretty soon, but it took a little longer than expected. So we ended up meeting with uh, Representative Gosar, his, um, his intergovernmental staff, which is fine because um, those are the folks that do a lot of the research and understand a lot of everything that goes on. So we were able to share information with them about our grant request with the Bureau of Reclamation, and then I'll continue to follow up with them to kind of make sure we can stay on top of that. Now, uh, it's, uh, we were kind of on a tight schedule, so we, we left uh, Representative Gosar's office, and he actually called the mayor after the vote uh, closed up just to kind of uh, apologize and thank us for coming out and then also kind of reassure us with uh, his willingness to help us out in the process. So we'll continue to follow up with them and get their support as we try to push that grant funding forward. Next slide. Uh, in addition to Representative Gosar, you know, when you go out there, it's important to meet with all your delegates. So uh, we also went over and met with Senator Cinema um, and uh, Senator Kelly. Uh, same thing, we wanted to uh, make them aware of our uh, grant application for the Bureau of Reclamation, get their support on it, and then also um, uh, see if, you know, get, uh, see if they can uh, make a phone call for us, write a letter, things like that. Um, Senator Cinema was really responsive in the sense that she had mentioned she, uh, she has a staff person that she assigned to kind of track the whole process, and I'll continue to be in touch with that person to kind of make sure to s see where they're at and what's going on and what they can do to kind of assist us in that grant process. Um, the mayor was also really assertive with Senator Kelly in saying, you know, we need some additional equipment for our, uh, Veterans Peninsula, um, and then he assigned that we have a staff person that's working on that for us also. So, next slide, please. 
While we were there, we also stopped by the uh, EPA. Um, we just figured, you know, when you're in, uh, again, our primary focus was on the Bureau of Reclamation uh, meetings, but we also wanted to touch base with every place we could about some of the water funding. Um, and just see what the opportunities are out there, make those contacts. Again, it all goes back to what I was saying. Your tax dollars are going to the federal government, so I think it's important that those tax dollars come back to us um, in the form of paying for these projects. So that's some of the things we were doing. We're really just getting all the information we could related to water-related funding. Next slide, please. Then, of course, we stopped by the Department of Transportation, met with the staff there, uh, we really wanted to focus on the RAISE grant. Um, this is the grant funding that we were pursuing for uh, the Bullhead City Parkway. Now, um, Eddie, uh, Eddie did a fantastic job in our last submission for that grant. We were really highly rated, didn't quite get it, but we were still highly rated. So these are some of the things you do to kind of push it over the edge. Really kind of put your uh, a face with the name of the city and really help make sure they understand the background and our, our story. So this year when the grant re, uh, reopens, Eddie will submit again, and as it goes through those review processes, people won't just see a paper on their desk, they're gonna see and understand who we are as a city. Next slide. Um, we also met with the National Park Service. Now, uh, we wanted to touch bases with them. We have a grant we're looking at to do some, um, do some upgrades to Rotary Park. Um, we haven't submitted this to the council yet, so you'll see this a uh, little bit down the road. We'll bring it forward, but this was a really successful meeting in the sense that um, we got, again, face, uh, uh, met the people who are actually approving the grant funding, but also they've already come back to us and said, you know what, we're gonna help you with some outreach so you can find out what your citizens want uh, in relation to their park amenities, and then we're also gonna try to track down some matching funding for you, so it lessens your burden in finding that funding. Um, and uh, let's see, again, this is one that you'll see down the road. We'll come back to the council and kind of get your permission to apply for this grant, but really good meeting up to this point with the National Park Service. Next slide, please. And then we uh, met with the director of the Bureau of Land Management. Um, that's the director in the, in the picture there. Um, we wanted to touch base with them on a couple items. One, we just need a little bit of assistance on a, um, on a, a land project that we're working on. We needed them to kind of help us out, keep, uh, move something forward. But the other piece was also, and on that, uh, I should say on that, they've already circled back and kind of helped us out, um, kind of smoothed the way on a project that we're working on. So they've already kind of come through us, uh, for us in a bit to an extent. And then they also, again, good contact us to call us if you need anything else. Now, I did lay the groundwork to say, okay, right now the borough situation's looking pretty decent. Um, you guys, you know, did a, a recent roundup and kind of controlled everything a little bit, but we really need to stay in touch because as that borough situation, if it does kind of flare up again, um, this is the organization that is responsible for managing the boroughs. So again, really good contact if we have any issues or problems flare up on that. Next slide. And uh, that was just a brief overview uh, of our meetings. It was a whirl, whirlwind of a week. Um, I have to commend the mayor. I was tracking our steps and we uh, clocked in about 15,000 steps 
walking steps each day, going from meeting to meeting. Um, but really, uh, the mayor did a fantastic job interacting with our delegates and really telling our story and making sure that, uh, that all the folks in D.C. that we interact with, even though we don't have a choice who we interact with, we go see the people who are there, um, and the mayor did a fantastic job kind of laying the groundwork to ensure that we have smooth interactions. So that is it, and I stand for any questions that anybody may have. Mayor, would you like to add anything? Would you like to add anything? Um, no, you can see the, the last picture. I didn't look as happy as I did in the other ones. Uh, BLM, I hope they're not watching right now, but uh, we've, we had a, a Congressman Gosar actually uh, uh, helped us with this on the land transfer years ago from the land that, uh, that uh, Don Laughlin uh, uh, awarded us. And uh, we're supposed to do a land exchange with part of Section 12, which is where Community Park is. And uh, it's been four years now. And uh, we still haven't got an appraisal. They didn't. <coughs> they didn't. I let them know that they did an appraisal on our side when the market was uh, was uh, low, and they still haven't done one on their side. And, and the market's going to be high when they do it. And I just want to know what uh, is going on. Um, and I want ours to be reappraised again too. Now that the market's done, and they were a little in awe too and didn't realize that this was even going on. Uh, if you don't go out there and, and talk to these people in person, we don't even exist. I mean, really, especially a small community like ours. And I'll let you know that uh, these grants that we went after, there's no strings attached. Uh, we're not going to lose our freedom over them. Uh, nothing's going to happen. They're just, uh, and they're very competitive grants. Uh, one thing I let the people know that I was out there, um, I said, you know, because they let us know there might be uh, a grant that they could probably award 20 cities, and there's 800 cities going for it. And I let them know that. Uh, you know, a lot of cities are, are doing just fine, and they, and they see, oh, there's a grant. Let's see if we get that. But to us, it changes our community. We actually need that. It's life-changing for us. 26% of our, our citizens here are in poverty, and uh, they, uh, they listen to us up there. And uh, I think we did very well. I think we have some good things coming to Bullhead City here very soon. Um, and Travis uh, always gives me credit, but I couldn't do it without Travis, too. He, uh, he's my working dog, uh, or, my, or my road dog. We, uh, we get things done together. And uh, right now, we're batting 1,000 on everything we've went for, and I don't want our batting average to go down. Uh, so I, th I think we're going to be looking again. And pretty soon, uh, we're going to be probably heading back up to Phoenix for some more right-hand turn lane money, too. So thank you, Travis, for all your efforts. Thank you. And uh, two last items, but certainly not the least of my report. Mm -hmm. We have the famous recreation supervisor, Ms. Claire Adams, <laughs> here to talk to you about the farmer's market and the Christmas festival. So those of you who haven't met Claire, Claire Adams. Okay, I'm putting this down because every time I talk, my dad comes in the audience and tells me, he's not here tonight, but he always tells me, you gotta put it down, we can't see your face. So I'm doing this for him. I know he's probably watching me, but. Um, so, good evening to Mayor, City Council, and staff. I wanted to take a moment to inform you that the Recreation Division is getting ready to bring some holiday cheer to our community with two of our upcoming festive events. The first one is the Holiday Farmer's Market that will take place this Saturday, November 25th, at Community Park from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Our team has been working hard to organize a wonderful market where local vendors will offer a wide variety of holiday-themed goods. We anticipate this event will not only provide a unique shopping experience for our residents, but also support our local small businesses. 
We have also planned various activities and entertainment for the whole family, inclu including strolling Christmas carolers by our very own Mojave High Choir, Santa Bravo, who will be handing out special treats and taking photos, a Santa letter writing area, bounce houses, and delicious food and drink trucks. We look forward to seeing you at Community Park this Saturday for a day of festive fun and holiday shopping. I am also delighted to announce that our annual Christmas festival is back and promises to be even bigger and better than last year. This festival, this festive extravaganza will be held at Anderson Fieldhouse on Saturday, December 16th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and it's an event you won't want to miss. Our Christmas festival will feature a wide range of activities and attractions ensuring there's something for everyone. We will have a vendor village with over 70 vendors offering a variety of, ho a variety of holiday gifts and goodies for your shopping pleasure, an 80 by 80 roller skating rink for those who love to skate to holiday tunes, amusement rides such as a, snow a giant snowman bounce house, two gingerbread bounce houses, a carousel, carnival swing, a giant alpine slide, bungee jump, inflatable rock wall, candy cane challenger, and snow maze. You can also join in in a friendly indoor snowball fight with over 2,000 snowballs, perfect for getting into the winter spirit. To participate in the amusement activities, wristbands will be available for $15 per person, offering unlimited fun throughout the day. The event will also include free Santa photos, Santa letters, fun crafts, and local entertainment on our main stage. Our Christmas festival is designed to bring the community together and spread holiday joy. We're excited to offer a day filled with laughter, excitement, and the magic of the season. So save the date, December 16th, at the Anderson Fieldhouse for a day of holiday fun and festivities. Thank you to our city council and of course our sponsors for making event, this event possible. We look forward to seeing you there. Let's all get into the holiday spirit together. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Thank I feel you. sorry for who's speaking after that. That's be <laughs> tough Way to go, Claire. Thank you. That concludes you. my report. All right, Mayor and Council members report on current events. Anybody have anything? Mr. Mayor? Um, yes. So I just wanted to remind everyone that the Colorado River Women's Council's Boombox Parade is happening this Friday, December 1st at 6 p.m. down Hancock. And also just wanted to specifically thank Lerner and Rowe for the gift cards that they gave out to Smiths as well as the Thanksgiving um, food that they gave out. I thought they were going to give out 500 and they ended up giving out a thousand uh, $25 gift cards, so $25,000 into our community. So I just wanted to thank them and just mention a couple places that are having Thanksgiving um, meals for our community. So on uh, at Nation's Finest, which is on Hancock on November 22nd. They'll be having a Thanksgiving feast for veterans and their families from 11 to 3.30. And then on Thanksgiving Day itself, uh, Lizzie's Kitchen at 2649 is giving out free Thanksgiving meals. They've been doing this for years. It's from 10 to 2. And Desert Shores Church on 2625 Landon Drive is also giving out free Thanksgiving to anyone from 1 to 4. So just wanted to say thank you to them for doing that. Thank you. Yes, Mr. Mayor, I've got uh, two items. Uh, Saturday the 16th is the uh, uh, Christmas on Colorado holiday uh, boat parade. And that's Saturday the 16th of December from 5 to 8 p.m. That's at Bullhead City uh, 
Community Park and the Bullhead Bell. And the second one I have is a Merry Christmas with the Aquarius, and that's Thursday, December 14th. Uh, it's $20 a dinner. Well, there'll be slag, snacks, you might say. Uh, 5 to 7 p.m., and the money collected there goes to feeding uh, families. Uh, and ins it'll be inside the pavilion at the Aquarius ca Casino. It'll be cocktails, food, friends, and raffle. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, I just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, giving thanks happy, let's remember. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, one last time, I would like to congratulate your local Mojave High School football club for their amazing season. That team went nine and one in the regular season and made it through the playoffs to the semifinal game where they left it all on the field but were not victorious. Congratulations to Mojave High School and we look forward to their sophomores and juniors coming back to lead that team to the championship next year. Thank you. All right, my turn. Uh, the last council meeting, uh, we had a lot of people here with passion, as I do myself for our dogs and cats and all our animals. And uh, the way our rules are, when you speak as a group, uh, we give you five minutes, and then the individuals with that group uh, cannot speak. Uh, we let a couple speak anyway. But just to let you know, I let Donna Doyle know at that meeting that we would have a meeting, uh, and we would get down to business and find out what changes need to be made be it at our level, state level, federal level, any level. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I talked with Donna today, December 6th at 5.30 p.m., we're gonna have a meeting that's open to anybody and everybody in the public. Building uh, number three at the old Sudden Link Center, the new Optium Center, room 203. Again, 5.30 p.m. Our first meeting, we will get everybody together and uh, go through what issues have priority and then we will have a follow-up meeting with that with some city staff so we get some things done. Uh, another thing, um, Sean, I have open door policy to anybody and everybody. All you have to do is call the city. Uh, they'll set up an appointment. Sometimes I can see you right when you call. Sometimes that might be two weeks. Sometimes it might be an hour. Sometimes it might be two days. It all depends on my schedule. But I have an open door policy for any and every citizen in this town. Feel free to call and I'll meet with you anytime. Although I expect to see you December 6th up there. And, uh, and please invite anybody in the animal community to come up there. We wanna hear everybody's concerns. And we, the, mo the more people involved, the more we could get done. Uh, another thing that was brought up about uh, the American Legion paying a dollar. I don't know the numbers exactly, but I think they pay somewhere around 1500 a month or something like that. It's, I think the current number is a little less than that, but they pay rent. Yeah, they do pay rent. Um, it was up to me, they would be paying a dollar. Um, but that's what they pay. Anyway, that being said, please, please come to this meeting. Uh, we made it at 5.30 on purpose, that way if you're working, you can still make it there. If you're late, we don't care, still come. You will be heard. And uh, with that being said, I'd like to wish everybody a, a happy Thanksgiving, and God bless you all, thank you. Mr. Mayor, I wanna make a comment. I just want to make a, I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and a Christmas. Um, but I also want to say though, it, at this time of year that um, people are very giving and I keep hearing this free food, everything's free. It's not free, it's not free, nothing's free. It, nothing's free. 
Somebody owned the land, somebody had to pick it, somebody had to fertilize it, somebody had to truck it, somebody had to volunteer to bag it, somebody had to do, so it's not free. It's not free, nothing's free. What I am gonna ask the people, including myself, if you don't need the food, please don't take it because you're taking from people that truly need the food. And that's all I'm gonna say, thank you. Anyone else? Rich, you're the only one who didn't have anything to say. You want to say something? Say hello? No, still jet lag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't tell me about jet lag. <laughs> All right, that concludes our, uh, our mayor and counseling. Items to be withdrawn from the consent agenda. If there are none, I'll take a motion, please. Mr. Mayor, I move to approve the consent agenda as presented. Second. Second a motion. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. Right, item number eight. Discussion of possible action to adopt resolution number 2023R52, approving a funding agreement with Mojave County for the receipt, receipt of ARPA funds in the amount of $100,000 to be used toward the development of an ADA-inclusive children's playground in Rotary Park. Mayor D'Amico, council members, uh, while this <laughs> could possibly be a consent agenda item, in other circumstances, we wanted to make sure that we gave it its due attention. Uh, in particular, thanking County Supervisor Hilde Angus for providing the, the funding for this inclusive mobility, uh, soon to be installed park. Dave is gonna explain that to you, but uh, through her efforts with those ARPA funds, we're able to do improvements at Gary Keith Park, and now, uh, as Dave will explain to you, another mobility park for those who, who need that service. So Dave, if you would, um, and then when Dave's done, Mayor, if you'd like to ask Hildy to say a few words, that's certainly appropriate. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, council members, Mr. Cotter. Uh, yes, this is exactly what it is. We're here to uh, accept the $100,000 that uh, um, Hildy Angus uh, committed to this park in uh, Rotary Park uh, a while back, and, and it's just something that we're really pleased to have. Uh, it is a, a mobility park. It's something that every kid can play on. Uh, that means that uh, those, those kids that uh, don't normally have uh, a, any kind of toy or any kind of amenity on a park to, to play on normally, um, they've got one here. Uh, we've been looking at uh, several different options, uh, first rate, uh, kind of state of the art kind of things that, uh, that uh, playground companies have come out with the last few years. We're really excited about what we've seen. Um, I've already shared some of that with, uh, with Hilly Angus and, and she uh, it seems excited about it too. And, and uh, it's going to be something very special. The nice thing about Rotary Park is that we have a paved trail that goes around the whole park. That's something that, that has accessibility for everybody. We have uh, a wheelchair ramp that goes down to the, to the river. We have um, other amenities in the park that are good for, for, for people uh, who have accessibility challenges. Uh, and the nice thing about this playground is it'll be right there in, in an area that'll be easy for them to get to and have fun on. Um, and, and we're very thankful for the $100,000 that um, uh, Supervisor Angus has committed to this project. Uh, and I'm mm -hmm. ready for any questions you might have about it. Anybody have any questions? Thank you, Dave. Okay, thank you. Hildy, would you like to come up and say something? And, and let the public know there were no strings attached to this? No strings. Also, and, uh, and, and when I didn't have to wash your car or anything. You just. No, no. Um, <laughs> And the word inclusive is really just about the park. It's not the wording of a grant, because ARPA money is a whole separate thing. So I just want to put your mind at ease. It's not part of the wording of the grant. It's just in terms of. 
<laughs> who can use this, this park, okay? So I, I wanna really quick tell you how this came to be and why I wanted to do this. I was having lunch with Nancy Manjo from Legacy when she was there, and she was talking about how they came up with the idea of the ADA park over at the Mojave Valley Park. And she said that they, they hired a, a company that actually designs these parks for kids, and they were gonna do a, reg they're gonna do a regular park there. And she was going around, they went to a school to ask the kids, because you wanna, you know, the adults don't know, they wanna talk to the kids and see what the kids want in terms of their park. And they're going around and everyone has, you know, an opinion and what they wanna see. And she goes to this one girl who's at a desk and she says, well, what would you like to see, honey? And the girl put her head down and said, there's nothing for me. And she said, what do you mean? And she pointed to a wheelchair that was on the side of the room. And that's where Nancy Manjo said, oh, no, no, no. Anyone who knows Nancy Manjo knows, no, this, this can't be. And so that's when she started doing research about these, these ADA parks. And I just thought that that was such a great story for people who you know, are not used to having things that they could use, um, maybe look at it from afar. And I'm so happy that as part of our great park here, Rodi Park is, is, is a world-class park. And now we're able to have this for um, people who may not have been able to enjoy it the way they should enjoy it. So um, I, I'm glad to do it. I can't wait to see it. Dave gave me, showed me um, the sketch, the layout, and I couldn't be happier. There's a swing that I can't wait to see. And um, it's gonna be a little even nicer than the Mojave Valley part. So I'm happy about that as well. So thanks again uh, for letting me do this and including me. Always a pleasure, and uh, hopefully there'll be more of these kinds of projects. Thank you. Anyone have any questions, concerns? Just a comment. Uh, Hildy, thank you for your continued support and collaboration with our city. Hildy, we want to thank you very much also for keeping Bullhead City in mind. Uh, also, uh, Dave, for your superb handling in the recreation department and all of our parks. Thank you guys very much, bless you, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Anyone from the audience? Stephen Lee, Bullhead City. Um, I uh, definitely uh, don't have anything against and wouldn't want to deny any handicapped children anything. The last meeting I proposed stand for freedom like an oversight so that we can read these bills and I'm taking you at your word, Hildy, that there, that there is really nothing innocuous in this. But I think that the council and everyone in government and city management really needs to be aware that when you word things like this, if it's not in the grant, that those buzzwords, and we don't want you to hide it if it is in there, but that those buzzwords like inclusive Mayor Brady declared Bullhead City an inclusive city. This is in alignment with ESG, social credit score. This is all part of an agenda 2030 and 2045. And you guys really need to be aware of this. This is why I think you guys need help. And I'm trying to help, I'm trying to get you help because if you're not thoroughly reading these bills, we need to have a group of citizens who is, who can comb through these things so that we really are doing the right thing for our community. 
and that we can bring the things that we can bring and that we can turn down the things that there is something that should cause everyone an alarm because it threatens our freedom. And uh, that's what I wanted to say about that. And hopefully the word inclusive is not in the grant. And if it's not in the grant, if it doesn't say anything about that, like specifically you have to accommodate a special thing for transgender people or something like that in our park with their own special area or that uh, you have to forcibly allow women to participate in men's sports or vice versa, uh, then you know that's what wording like that leads me to believe it means. So hopefully you guys can be more careful in wording that if it isn't in there. And I thank you very much, and I wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor D. could I respond to that? Sure. Um, City Attorney Emery and myself read everything that's in this packet. We provide it to the council on Thursday. They read everything that's in the packet. Um, we spend hours and hours and hours combing over every grant, every application that's submitted inclusivity in this regard means a child with one leg or who cannot walk. It has nothing to do with some federal uh, grant that would force us to have anything to do with what was just spoken. And it's a little offensive when someone says, obviously someone else needs to read because you're not reading. We read everything that's in the packet. We would never bring something forward that meets uh, what was just said at the podium. Well. I read so much. I've had, I've had eye insurance my entire life and never used it. I'm finally getting uh, the cheaters just ain't working anymore. So I finally made an eye appointment. Uh, so you can ensure that I'm reading it very well, uh, Steve. And I would not. And I'd like to think that uh, anyone that's at the council, uh, maybe one. I'll let you guess who it is. Would not, uh, would not uh, approve anything that's kind of crazy at the federal level right now. We're, we're, we take care of our city. Uh, we have actually, there has been a couple items in the past that we did uh, not accept because of wording. And there's a couple th things that uh, we had them change before it came to us. Um, okay, you, sorry, you had your time. But anyway, that's all I have there to say. And Mayor D'Amico, I can ex say exactly what it was at when we were talking about the EV charging stations and the 80-page the grant. That's one I met, I met with Councilmember Ring, and she dot did not like the verbiage that said President Biden, the automakers of America, and the American families uh, believe and and see. And I'm paraphrasing now that EV charging, words, equity, and environmental justice, injustice. Right, but that particular sentence was objectionable. We discussed it here in a public forum. The council did not accept the grant. So again. To say that we don't read these documents and council doesn't read is just not understanding our local government process. Everything is read. And let me add, Steve, that I didn't serve our country starting at the age 17, go overseas, willing to give up my life for our freedoms to come up here and give them away. I can assure you that. So anyone else from the audience? All right, then I'll take a motion, please. Mr. Mayor, I move that we approve <coughs> item number eight as read. Second. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. Item number nine. Discussion of possible action to approve the contract with JTR General Engineering Contractor LLC of Lake Havasu City, Arizona. 
in the amount of $228,378 for the resurfacing of the municipal pool deck at Ken Fovark Park and will authorize the city manager or his designee to execute the contract and issue resulting payments on behalf of the city. Mayor D'Amico, Council Members, Public Works Director Johnson will present this item. Thank you, Mr. Cotter, Mayor and Council. Tonight, I bring um, the pool resurfacing contract to you. Um, we did have two bids. We did advertise the project for approximately four weeks. Um, we had two bids, NJTR, uh, General Engineering Contractor, LLC of Lake Havasu was our low bidder. This project was a budgeted item for this year. This project consists of removal of the existing deck surface. The deck has not professionally been redone since the pool was opened in 1992. Um, so this project is in need. Um, the project will also consist of fixing and addressing drainage issues, replacing the existing drains that um, are plugged or broken. Um, we'll also be adding French drains alongside the pool because there's some puddles and stuff and we'll make sure we get try and get all the water off where we have puddles. Um, this is a cool deck, so it'll be around the entire pool surface area, through the hallways, and then also into the restrooms. But the restrooms we will seal with a different sealant uh, just to protect the surface. Tonight, I ask for your approval um, to approve this project, and I stand for any questions. Anybody have any questions, concerns? The only question, I, I'm too poor to have a pool, so I have to ask this question. How often do you have to have the decking around the pool resurfaced and stuff like that? So, like I said, the last time it was actually professionally done was in 1992 when the pool was actually open. Um, staff has come in and repainted certain areas, but for professionally done, it's been since 92. Thank you very much. Anybody else? Anyone from the audience? All right, then I'll entertain a motion, please. Mr. Oh. Mr. Mayor, I move to approve item nine as read. Second. Cast your votes, please. Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. Item number 10. <laughs> Discussion of possible action to adopt ordinance number 2023-26, amending chapter 9.24, fireworks, title nine, public peace, morals, and welfare of the Bullhead City Municipal Code, fireworks, amendments 2023 by reference, and adopt resolution number 2023-R53, declaring the code amendment a public record. Mayor D'Amico, council members, I'm certain no one is happy to see this on your agenda this evening, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, Senate Bill 1188 did change and modify uh, what's allowed under the consumer fireworks laws of the state of Arizona. As a city regulated under those same laws, we must uh, coincide and have the parallel laws with the state. Uh, if not, we risk having every single penny of our state shared revenue withheld, which would bankrupt the city. Therefore, what the state does, we do. Uh, state law regulates the days in which you can not be prohibited. Now, we can certainly allow more than this if the council would like, but we have to, at a minimum, allow uh, what the state law requires and so it amends the permissible use time frame from December 26th through January 4th. Again, we must allow that. Now dates in which the sale are permissible were not amended and routinely predate the allowable use dates, which you'll find. And, and keep in mind, consumer fireworks do not include the traditional ones or those that could be bought on nearby tribal lands or in maybe other states. 
that are being brought here, those continue and will always be illegal. And as you've heard from our reports from the chief, uh, after the 4th of July, we responded to many, many, many calls for service, handed out citations if we could find those responsible. Uh, City Attorney Emery and I stand for any questions. Anyone have any questions, concerns? Actually, it sounds better, but it takes one, it's one less day, actually. It just uh, now instead of starting uh, on the 24th, you can't start till the 26th, but instead of ending on the 3rd, it ends on the 4th. So it's actually one less day. It sounds bad. And Steve, this is one of the things that you're talking about where we have to, uh, where if we don't agree with this, they'll take away all our funding. But um, to take away one firework day, I'm, I'm okay with keeping our funding. Um, luckily, that's not too bad. Uh, when, the, when this first came, I was actually in D.C. for the agenda setting. Uh, my heart would have probably had murmurs when I seen the firework thing, because I know Sue, Sue DeMarco down there would have been after me. Uh, but it actually takes away one day, so it's not as bad as it sounds. It, and Mayor, just one quick comment on that. And we hate to say call Senator Borelli and Representative Biasucci, but this is clearly Senate Bill, a state Senate Bill 1188. They're part of that uh, representation that represents us on this issue. So they are the ones who were, were responsible for, for this. And again, not throwing them under the bus, but they're the ones who vote on this issue. Mr. Mayor, I definitely will not be in a position of accepting any longer of a period for fireworks than what is required by state law. Absolutely. Anybody else have any comments, concerns? Anyone from the audience? Sean Regan, Bullhead City. Um, I just hope that um, I'm staying on topic, Mr. Mayor. Um, so as far as I know, 1,100 calls for service for fireworks and two citations issued. So if we're gonna um, meet the guidelines, um, can we do some more enforcement? Yeah, I, I'm not PD, but I can even answer that one easily. And in order to enforce that and be able to win in court, you have to physically see them lighting off the fireworks. So if your neighbor- yeah, misdemeanor thing? Or What's that? Misdemeanor thing? Yeah, but you still have to, even a misdemeanor, you physically have yeah. to, if you go to court and just because the neighbor said you were lighting off fireworks, it's gonna get thrown out. And, and I'm not an expert and I know that. You have to have good evidence. You have to have, uh, if you have video of them doing it maybe, or when police roll up and they see them uh, actually lighting off the illegal fireworks or lighting off the legal ones when the time's not allowed, then it can be enforced. So that's easy to explain why there's <coughs> only two citations. I'm surprised we were lucky enough to even get two citations with the, with the so way it is. Well, I guess I'm, I'm just speaking from, as a nonprofit that handles the dogs that get I loose and get hurt and we have to pay the vet costs for those. I'm I, I, I um, with you on that. You know, and then my, my neighborhood becomes a war zone and my PTSD gets thrown into Corley. So, yeah, I just wish something more could be done about that. Um, right. And I'm speaking not for my PTSD, but for the dogs. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Mr. Mayor, may I? I think you, the rest of this council, and everybody in this audience knows that I hate this with every fiber of my being. This is the state forcing something down our throats that we do not want. I specifically don't want them because I have animals, and these things scare my animals. I will vote yes for it because I know what the consequences are if we don't, 
but it certainly will not be because I want to. And I just wanna make that clear. I'm not magpieing anybody. I'm just telling you that our state legislature has failed us in this regard. And that's all I have to say about that. It's a shame the way power works in politics. It starts at the top and comes down to the bottom and it should actually be from the bottom up. We should have control of our own city and then the state should control the state and the federal government, in my opinion, should have nothing to do but safety and infrastructure, period. But with that being said, uh, I'll take a motion, please. Mr. Mayor, motion to approve item number 10 is read. Second a motion. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion, motion carries. Item number 11. Discussion of possible action to approve and direct the city manager to establish a one-time payout for employees to redeem up to 25 hours of personal time and up to 25 hours of vacation time, 50 hours maximum, four hours accrued. Mayor D'Amico, council members, uh, in your packet on item 11 is a request to allow full-time city employees to cash out 25 personal, 25 vacation hours maximum. Uh, this is for hours already earned. As I mentioned in the packet, this is not a corporate holiday bonus. This is essentially allowing people to utilize their own hours, whereby they may not have enough time to take vacation. We do have a number of employees, especially dispatch and PD, where the year just goes so fast and we need them every day of the week sometimes, and they're just not using their vacation hours. Uh, again, these are earned hours. This is not something that uh, uh, is a gift. These are earned hours. It's a liability on our books anyhow. So um, it's a nice time of the year to offer this as we go into the holidays. That is the, if you ca would call it a perk, it's the time of the year that may be the perk. But these are hours that our employees have already earned. Thank you. And this, uh, the industry I was in, this was always offered to. I even utilized it myself before. I get up to five weeks vacation and I'm going on vacation and I didn't have a lot of money, well, I could you know, just not take another two weeks of vacation and cash it in. Uh, like I said, no bonus, no nothing. I worked for it, it was coming to me. Uh, so I definitely agree with this. Uh, anyone else have any comments, concerns? Yes, Dan. I think Mr. Drexler would uh, agree with me is that this is considered as a uh, liability on the books. And this is earned money by the individuals. It belongs to them, and I believe they should get it as well. Thank you. Anyone from the audience? All right, I'll entertain a motion, please. Mr. Mayor, I move to approve item 11 as read. I second a motion. All right, that's it. I, everybody, please have a good Thanksgiving. Life is short. Spend yes. some time with your family and your friends yes. and enjoy life. Be, Be nice. safe out there. Thank you, everybody. Item 11-7 in favor of the motion, motion carries.